Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. I am Mark Adams, your host. You probably, if you've seen my face or heard my name, it's probably through the writing that I do at 49ers Web Zone. And so uh, today I'm going to actually go back to the 49ers Web Zone uh, to something that I wrote. Uh, before I get into that, uh, hope that you'll subscribe to this new YouTube channel that I just started a couple of weeks ago. I've had some some really great guests and I have some great guests coming up uh, in the near future. So you don't want to miss that. We're going to be talking 49ers whenever there's news, whenever there's just nothing else to do. We'll we'll be here for you all off season. Uh, so there's always something going on with the 49ers and we're going to be here for you. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to uh, with the 49ers web zone, what I do uh, every week during the season and every other week during the off season, we do a 49ers mailbag. And so we, we allow 49ers fans to ask questions and then we answer as many as we can. And we put it out on the 49ers webzone.com. And so I'm going to take what, uh, what I wrote, the questions that were asked and what I responded, uh, that we put out this week. And I'm going to respond to those, uh, here today. So let's get right into it. The first question comes from Mike. How did the 49ers overcome the lack of high draft picks? How do they get better on the D-line? Do they keep Ayuk? All right, so Mike asked three questions in one here, so I'm going to address each one individually. So first off, as he said, the 49ers don't have any high draft picks. They have three picks in the first round, I wrote in the mailbag this week that they have 11 picks because that's what I keep hearing. Every time I look at it, I only see 10. So maybe there's 11, maybe there's 10, whatever it is. There's 10 or 11 draft picks that they have. Three are in the first round, three are in the fifth round, which that's the magic round for the 49ers. That's where they get players like George Kittle and Dre Greenlaw and, and other guys like that. And so, there's there's uh, some some good picks to have. Maybe they'll package some of them uh, and move up. I don't know. Maybe they'll just take what they can get in the lower rounds. Keep in mind that when you have a really good team like this, there's not a lot of opportunities for lower round drafted players to come in, which is one of the reasons why Brock Purdy doing what he did was so uh, outstanding uh, and un unforeseen. But the 49ers do have, I think, 23 or 24 free agents. Now, three of those are restricted free agents. So they have somewhere around 21 scheduled unrestricted free agents. So they may have a lot of holes to fill. So there might be spots for some lower round drafted players. And the 49ers are really good in those lower rounds. I mean, the the... The roster is littered with starters and, and quality backups that came in the lower rounds or even were undrafted. So I think that they'll do fine. They'll probably also uh, do some supplementing and free agency. I doubt they're going to do any kind of trade uh, just because they really don't have much uh, with you know to, to trade with. So uh, to, to offer another team. The second part of the question was, how do they get better on the defensive line well, they, they need to do two things. They need to find somebody in the middle who's going to play next to Eric Armstead. 
the 49ers had DJ Jones and he was great at stopping the run and also could put some pressure on the uh, opposing team's quarterback. He doesn't really, you know, he he's gone and the 49ers really haven't had anybody step into that role. Of course, there's Javon Kinlaw who uh, who was drafted in 2020 as you'll know uh, as you'll recall when the 49ers traded away DeForest Buckner which still was not uh, a, a good decision. I, I didn't like it at the time, still don't like it. And so maybe Javon Kenlaw can become that guy, but so far, man, he just he's hurt all the time. He you know, When he is playing, he doesn't get good leverage. Maybe he has bursts here and there, but uh, if he's not going to be the guy, they've got to find somebody in the middle next to Eric Armstead to stop the run, to put some interior pressure on the quarterback, and they also need to find somebody opposite of Nick Bosa. So that's what they need to do to make the defensive line better. They need depth. Uh, they It just wasn't a strong down the stretch. Uh, and then the last thing about Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk is going to be with the 49ers in 2023 and 2024, which is his fifth year option. And so the 49ers, I, I would guess, are going to look to extend them. The question is, can they afford to pay Ayuk and Debo Samuel. That's going to be the hard part, especially because they've paid top dollar at plenty of other positions. So they may not be able to do that twice at the wide receiver spot. So are they going to let Ayuk leave in free agency or would they trade Debo Samuel? You know, there was the rumor this week that uh, the Patriots are are sniffing around uh, and possibly trading for Debo Samuel. If the 49ers traded him at this point, it would be a huge salary cap hit, so I don't see that happening. Joe asked, $16 million in cap space, what is the best approach to sign who needs to be re-signed or extended? So here's what the 49ers always do. They, they always put a price on their own free agents, kind of a fair market value. And they do that for other players as well, but especially their own. And so then when free agency comes... They allow those players to test the waters. And so let's say if they put a, a $16 million per year uh, fair market price on, uh, on a certain player, if that player goes and finds a, a $20 million deal, the 49ers are not going to, to match that. They're going to stay put where they evaluated that player. That's one of the reasons why they're so good at this is because they they – set that value and they pretty well stick with it. So because of that, I think that there are going to be some guys like Mike McGlinchey and Jimmy Ward who they would like to keep, but probably won't be able to because those guys are going to make more money somewhere else. And so maybe Jimmy Ward doesn't find what he's looking for. Mike McGlinchey is, is likely going to because tackles are hard to find. And McGlinchey, uh, while we do see him, you know, with some terrible plays from time to time that get uh, all over Twitter. He's not that bad, and he's and he's good in the run game. So I don't know. I think that McGlinchey and Jimmy Ward have probably played their last snaps as uh, 49ers. So uh, Sean asked, do you think they that the 49ers will be players for any big free agents? So do I think the 49ers are going to – sign any of the day one free agency players who get the big contracts? No, I don't. They normally are not 
into that kind of thing. They did last year, they did go get Charvarius Ward, but that was a glaring need in a prime position. And so I, I, I just, I don't think that the, that they'll do it. And, you know, could they go out and get a big pass rusher, uh, you know, uh, on the edge or in, on the interior possibly, but that's just not how they normally operate. So I wouldn't expect it, but keep in mind, they are often involved in talks. So it, it, it seems like they're always calling on somebody. And so when there's free agents out there, you're going to probably hear their name, the 49ers linked with those players a lot. And that's because they do their due diligence. They call and, and ask, Hey, where are you at on this? You know, what's, what's the price here? And, and to, to kind of get a feel for that player, but not only that, it helps them with their fair market value estimations. So you're going to hear them used a lot uh, in calls, but they're probably not going to be biting. So will the 49ers be rumored to some big free agents? Yes. Will they actually do it? I'm saying probably not. Uncle Salty asked, which is the higher priority this offseason, rebuilding the offensive line or the defensive line? Well, last week I had John Chapman on my podcast, and I asked him what his biggest concern was for the team going into 2023. And he said that the number one concern that he has for the 49ers is the defense. Here's what he wrote. The 49ers had the number one defense, points, yards, whatever metric you want. They dominated. However, they were not getting after the quarterback. You know, you look at the sacks that took place down the stretch. Quarterbacks weren't getting hit. Quarterbacks were somewhat comfortable. Now, were they putting up a lot of points? No, but if this team's going to be what it could be, it's got to have a better pass rush. It just has to, and that's my biggest concern. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. The The 49ers defense was on a historic uh, pace early in the season, and we knew that that wasn't going to continue because they hadn't really played anybody. But as the season went on, the defensive line was less effective than it was earlier. So that that is a huge priority. My if I was going to disagree with John, I would point to what the Chiefs just did against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So the Eagles had probably the best defensive line in the NFL. And the Chiefs built, uh, have over the last couple of years, have built the best offensive line in the league. And in this game, the best offensive line in the league beat the best defensive line in the league. And so... I might lean more toward rebuilding the offensive line, spending a lot of money there and making sure that the offensive line is really good. But history tells us that the 49ers are going to do the opposite and they're going to focus on the defensive line. So that's what I think uh, we're going to see there. So the next question, what do we do at right tackle and defensive tackle as McGlinchey and Ken Law seem to be out or underperforming? Well, Ken Law is still under contract. He's going to be with the team uh, in 2023. The 49ers, I do not believe, will pick up his fifth-year option. So unless something drastic changes, this is going to be Javon Kinlaw's last season with the 49ers this coming season in 2023. I, I'm hoping that he's that he can come out of this, and uh, but but man, he just. He struggles with injuries when he's in the game. As I mentioned earlier, he's not getting the leverage that he needs to get. 
and he's just not playing well. And so I, I'm I, I'm hoping that he can show what we've been hoping we would see, but I'm not real optimistic about it. As far as right tackle, I think it's going to be Colton McKivitz. Uh, I, I think that he's the front lead, the front runner. Let's just say that. I, I'm not saying he's going to be the guy, but right now he's the front runner. Jalen Moore is is probably going to get some consideration there. But uh, last week when I talked to John Chapman, he had a really interesting suggestion that he threw out. He said that he could see the 49ers moving Spencer Burford, the, the right guard, moving Burford to right tackle and bringing back Daniel Brunskill to play right guard. I don't know if the 49ers are going to do that, but I love that idea. I, I actually think that that's better than just putting uh, Colton McKivitz or Jalen Moore at right tackle. So that would be my hope uh, to see uh, something like that happen. Uh, but who knows? The 49ers, sometimes they, they don't do what we think, and, and they're smarter than we are, so I trust that they're going to do the right thing. Uh, next question is, uh, they said, let me give you a tough one. Who should the 49ers target in the draft with their first three picks? Well, I don't follow the draft closely enough be, you know, beyond the first round picks. Uh, so I reached out to one of my colleagues, Rohan, at uh, 49ers Web Zone, and he he said that you know when when it comes to the 49ers having picks in the third round, it's hard to predict where they're going to go because you just don't know what the board's going to look like at that time. And so what he said is a logical position to look at could be offensive tackle, as the draft seems to have several talented players that could be selected in the middle rounds. Others could be center, given the talent at that position in this class, and linebacker since Aziz Alshire likely goes elsewhere or defensive line to continue adding at that position. So, yeah, I think that those are good uh, suggestions that he's throwing out. Offensive tackle, center, linebacker, uh, defensive line. Um, linebacker, I, I think that linebacker might be less likely of those positions, but definitely one of the offensive line positions or the defensive line. Uh, I think that uh, thanks to Rohan for helping me out on that. Zach asks, are they grooming Jalen Moore to be Trent's successor in a few years before the inevitable retirement? I sure hope not. <laughs> uh, maybe Jalen Moore is going to be great, but he hasn't played very much. He played a little bit last season as a rookie in 20, uh, well, in 20, the 2021 season, not, not the 2022 season. But he ha So he hasn't played much. And I guess I just think if you're going to have a left tackle who's going to replace a Hall of Famer, they probably have already gotten some snaps, you know, more than what we've seen from Jalen Moore, because I just, do, I don't expect, and he wasn't a high draft pick. He was in the lower rounds. Uh, so I, I wouldn't hold my breath on Jalen Moore being the guy who replaces Trent Williams. Uh, Kim asks where, when are the 49ers going to announce the hiring of Wilkes and what free agents do you think they will resign? I'm hoping for gold Gibson and Brendel. Oh, that's a good question. They, the 49ers still have not announced the hiring of Steve Wilkes as a defensive coordinator. I'm guessing probably because they're still in this uh, hiring cycle. They're, they're just now bringing in uh, people uh, for offense and, and filling holes on defense. So I, my guess is they're going to wait until the hiring cycle is finished and then they're going to uh, – 
announce everybody at that point. Uh, so they have, like, if you go on to the 49ers, uh, 49ers.com on the coaches page, D'Amico Ryans is not listed there. Bobby Slowick was early in the week when I looked. Maybe he's not at this point. I just think they hadn't updated the page yet. But on Twitter, the 49ers uh, on the February the 1st posted a congratulatory message for D'Amico Ryan. So they're they're at least acknowledging that D'Amico has left. So, But as far as free agents that the 49ers will resign, I think that Robbie Gold, Tashawn Gibson, Emmanuel Mosley, and Jake Brendel will be priorities. Uh that uh, that would be my my uh, my thoughts there. I, I think maybe a couple of the defensive linemen uh, they they could uh, bring back as well. Uh, but don't don't sleep on Daniel Brunskill returning because he uh, they, he he's played right tackle, he's played center, he's played at, at guard. So they like those guys that can play different positions. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if Daniel Brunskill returns. Kelly asks, what are they going, where are they going to find a free agent right tackle who can actually protect our quarterback on passing downs? It's definitely not number 69 McGlinchey. Restructuring contracts to free up cap space should allow decent room for Bosa and free agent signings to fix the gaps. 49ers are Super Bowl bound. So long question from Kelly, but where are they going to find a free agent tackle? This, this is going to be one of their challenges for the offseason. Like I said, McGlinchey wasn't the best, but he was decent, and he's likely going to get paid because in the NFL, it's it's hard to find tackles. McGlinchey is listed as I, I believe it was number ten, uh, number ten on PFF's uh, top free agents. So, uh, so that wasn't free agent tackles; that was just free agents in general. And so, <clears throat> I, I expect that he's going to. Uh, to find a spot, but the 49ers need to have a good, strong offensive line. The Kansas City Chiefs showed us that. Travis asked, How are, how much are we going to pay Bosa? Well, I'm not going to pay Bosa anything, but I know he's asking how much are the 49ers going to pay. They're going to pay Nick Bosa more than any defensive player has ever been paid. Think about this Joey Bosa, his brother. Nick Bosa's brother gets 27 million each year. TJ Watt gets 28. Aaron Donald, who's currently the highest defensive, uh, highest paid defensive player, gets 31.67 million. So I would expect Nick Bosa to go over that. He's he's going to be the highest paid defensive player in the league in league history. So if Aaron Donald is getting 31.67, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Bosa's around 32. It's going to be a lot. Uh, it's uh, boy, it's going to be tough. You know, he's he's going to get paid more than some small towns are worth. But man, crazy. Uh, Niner for life ninety six asked, will the 49ers maintain a four three front uh, with Wilkes as the new DC? Yes, Kyle Shanahan made it clear that he wanted to keep the same scheme, and that was no doubt part of the discussion with. Uh, with Wilkes when he interviewed. And I think it's part of the reason that Vic Fangio went to Miami instead of uh, coming to uh, San Francisco because Vic Fangio, and, and I, had, I had heard that he was open to, to going from his three, four to a four, three, but now I, I don't think that that was the case. I think that that's probably why he's not uh, coming to the 49ers and, 
And the 49ers have Steve Wilkes, and he's going to keep that scheme. So, yes, the 4-3 is going to stay. Uh, Jamie asked, what are the plans to replace Carthon? Well, the 49ers are big on promoting from within, so I would expect that to be the case. Um, my colleague Rohan wrote uh, that uh, he believes that a prime in-house candidate to replace Rand Carthon would be the 49ers director of uh, pro personnel R.J. Gillen. Uh, Gillen has uh, five years' experience as a pro personal scout. He's been the second in command to Carthon as the evaluator for talent around the NFL when it comes to free agency, and uh, so he would seem to be the one that uh, the uh, again the 49ers like to promote from within. So that's that's Rohan's uh, prediction. And I'm right with him. I, I think that that's probably not only is that probably the likely choice. I think that's that's the best choice, uh, most likely. Aris asked, "Biggest draft need?" Well, I've mentioned this already somewhat, but I think the biggest draft needs would be offensive line, specifically at tackle and center, depending on what they do in free agency. And if they happen to move Burford to right tackle, then they're going to need a guard. So, so offensive line for sure. And then defensive line, uh, specifically edge rusher, and uh, specifically a defensive tackle uh, that uh, that can play the run and, and put a little bit of interior pressure on the quarterback. Again, that's dependent on what happens in free agency, but those would be my uh, my top two. Uh, let's see. Toxic analyst asked, "Will the 49ers really trade Trey Lance? If they do, when will it be?" And for what compensation do you predict? The 49ers are not going to trade Trey Lance. I really don't think that that's going to happen. For one thing, if they do, they're going to take a big uh, cap hit. So that, I, I mean, cap dollars are going to be hard to come by this year. Uh, so why would they get rid of a, a young quarterback who has potential to, to be a really good quarterback? Why would they get rid of him? and cost themselves money. I, I just don't see that happening. I, I think that that uh, they're, they're not, at this point, they're not going to get what they paid for. I don't even know if they'd get a first rounder for Trey because he just hasn't played. And so I think it's best if, that they just hold on to him and let him develop and see what happens. And I think that that's probably what's going to happen. You know, I, I've said it before that I think right now, Brock Purdy is probably the best quarterback of the two and most likely to, to, to get them uh, to, to another Super Bowl championship. But in a few years, Trey Lance may be that guy. So I definitely would not want to get rid of him. You know, what if you trade him away and he goes down the road to some other coach who's really good and, and that coach turns him into a superstar, then then you're going to look terrible, especially if they go win the Super Bowl and you haven't won one yet. So, uh, all right, here's the last question. Gosh, we have flown through this. So this is from Dr. WDS. In my honest opinion, this next season is a perfect time to get younger with questions at quarterback and so many draft picks. Do the 49ers let most of their free agents walk and hit the draft hard? This is still a very talented team. So no, they're not in rebuilding mode. They're not going to start letting people walk and trading away their, their best players to, to draft and rebuild. That is, that's not what they're going to do. 
they're one of the top two or three teams in the NFL. I mean, if you look at the Super Bowl odds for next season, they're right there. So I, I don't think that that they're going to be in that mode. They're in win now mode. So, so no, they. I mean, and you look at this this coaching staff. You look at the head coach Kyle Shanahan. You look at the front office. They're killing it. They're doing a great job. So why would they? go away from what they're doing right now. Their championship window is wide open. I don't know how long it's going to be open. Uh, this is the NFL. It changes, you know, so uh, the whole saying NFL means not for long. So that it's, it's always changing. So you never really know how long your window is open, but it is open right now. And so I, I just, uh, I, I definitely don't think that, that it would be uh, in their best interest to, uh, to start rebuilding. Well, that's all that uh, that I have. Uh, I appreciate all the questions. And I appreciate you watching. Again, subscribe to us, uh, youtube.com, at 49ers Camelot. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's where I'm most active, at 49ers Camelot. Uh, so check us out. We're, we're also on iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we're going to be there. So, so please find us. Uh, subscribe, follow us, rate, review, all those things that really helps us out. So thanks again for uh, for being part of this and for all your questions. And if you have other questions, submit them. Uh, I'm really active in getting back to people. I think that's important. So happy to do that. So thanks again for watching.